Broadcasting from the Penguin Air Plumbing and Electrical Studios, we're your hosts, Will Hallett and Wade Rusk, and this is the Penguin Pro Show. The Penguin Pro Show is an informative podcast talking about air conditioning, heating, plumbing, and electrical systems in the home. Each week, we bring on a panel of professionals to educate listeners on different topics related to these systems. Today, on episode 16, we have Barry from our electrical department here at Penguin Air Plumbing and Electrical. We're going to be talking about electrical upgrades and cool add-ons that will bring convenience to the home. We also have Jay Klein with us today as well. He's sitting in for Mr. Rusk. Dr. Rusk. Dr. Rusk. Dr. Rusk. Kind of miss that guy. I know. It's been twice now in a row he's been out. we got to get him in here. Busy man. Next week, Jonathan, make sure he's here. I will do everything I can. Okay. (laughs) What, busy on vacation? Yeah, a little vacation, little, he's busy with some things as well. Yep. We're, so, we're a little off schedule today, too. Usually we record on Tuesdays, but we're early on Wednesdays. So. Yeah, this is early for us. I sound probably a little, uh, got morning voice going on. Magical. Okay. Is it magical? It's magical. Okay. It's Always magical, yeah. right? He didn't have enough time to finish that coffee. I know. I know. I, I had to pound that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, it. it's not in my system yet. <laughs> it'll, it'll kick in mid-podcast. Yeah. yeah. It'll get there. So yeah, good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us, Barry. You're welcome. Welcome back. Barry did an awesome job. Probably I don't know how long ago, Jonathan. We talking about ten episodes ago. Uh, That's been what a month, month and a half. Yeah, at least. So I'm excited to have Barry back in, Mm -hmm. and uh, of course Jay Klein, GM here at Penguin Air Plumbing Electrical, is going to give his insights as well. I'm surprised how much you do know about electrical. Barry's taught me a lot. Has he? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited to learn some more stuff about electrical, Barry. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, um, before we get into that, let's talk about Mr. Klein, what he did for Wade and I the other day. Oh, yeah. We uh, took these guys out shooting. It was so fun. I learned <laughs> so much from this guy. This guy should be an instructor, actually. Um, you, you couldn't afford him. Yeah. <laughs> we, we couldn't. That's right. But You'll get the bill for that first one soon. <laughs> yeah, and all the ammo we blew through. Yeah. But we did bring our own ammo. Um, and ammo is so expensive oh, right it's now. It's craziness. So it's Crazy. like every round you're like, oh. Plus it's go. hard to find. It mm-hmm. is hard to find. So, But yeah, so we went out shooting and um, Jay taught us a lot of technique. And and uh, this guy, you don't want to, I don't know if I should even say that, but you don't really want to mess He's with. He's good at what he does. He's really good at what he does. <laughs> He can he can draw from the hip pretty quick. Yeah. Concealed. What did you put in like six rounds within two seconds? Drawn from the hip. That's drawn from the. What do you call that? From you, concealment. From concealment. From so concealment. Yeah. He has to pull his shirt up. He has to pull the gun. Then he puts like four or six rounds and yeah. straighten the target. So it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's uh, it's something I've really enjoyed doing. Um, gotten into it a lot more recently and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a hobby, it's a passion getting into it as well. But also of course, you know, the, it's nice to being able to know that you can defend yourself and your family. Yeah. So if you want to follow Jay Klein, he has videos of himself doing this. It's pretty cool. Um, what is your, uh, what is on Facebook or what? Usually Instagram, Facebook doesn't like some of the shooting no. videos. They oh, have really? little algorithms. Yeah, Even target shooting? Yeah, they're not a fan of it. So, it's so weird. <clears throat> um, but Instagram's pretty good at it, and um, I just recently started started posting some stuff on there, but I think it's just Jay Klein or J.Klein, something like Very that. I don't nice. know what mine is. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Jay's just getting into social media. In yeah. fact, people are asking him to 
he's getting a little more uh, exposure. So people are asking him to use their products, right? And post them on Instagram. Yeah, that's weird. So hopefully Jay stays around as our GM and doesn't become this Instagram. Uh, <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> I don't think but we have to worry about that very much at all. Yeah. I would actually have to He's know gonna, my Instagram handle to do anything. It's called the Instagram <laughs> influencer, right? There you go. And you're going to be a shooting influencer. So, no, that was fun, Jay. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good time. We'll have to do it again sometime so, soon. I'm sure Jonathan, we didn't take any pictures though, did we? We didn't. Oh, they, sorry, we didn't. Jonathan. But yeah, pictures of him shooting. You can put his handle on there yeah. as well. But yeah, so um, let's get into the show a little bit. Uh, we're going to. Again, talk about these electrical upgrades that can make the home more convenient. And uh, Barry's really good at explaining this thing, these things to uh, not only to us, but I'm sure to customers. That's why he's so successful um, out there. So we're excited. So Barry is um, our, a supervisor here at the uh, at Penguin Air Plumbing Electrical. He's soon to be our probably our electrical manager, right? That's the goal. That's the goal. Um, as we yeah. grow the department. Let's talk about growing the department, right? Jonathan, let's uh, maybe put something up about we're hiring electricians. And also, you know, I'm, I'm biased to home services. I think it's the best way to go in the trades. Not only you meet new people every day, you're, you're out and about, but I think it's the best way to make a lot of money in the trades too. Um, and electricians are starting to see that, right, Gary? I mean... Yeah, they're actually starting to see the value in, you know, going to customers' homes and seeing what's going on and being able to speak with a customer and know what their value is. Yeah, and I think that as that becomes more and more, because electrical is more like we have those unions back east, we have unions in the Midwest, and we have a few of those here, right, that come out, and they're not used to that home services type of um, work, I guess. It's a different type of um, process, we'll say. Um, it's a whole man, different environment. whole different environment. But the opportunity is so big um, because, again, there's not – people aren't going to touch electrical in their home. I won't. I won't touch it. Okay? Yeah, I mean, it, it, for good reason. I mean, people fear electrical, which, I mean, but like I say, for good reason. I mean, there's some bad stuff that can happen. You know, electrocute yourself. If you have, you know, causing fires. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that can happen that you can do wrong with you know pretty simple i mean shoot you mess up and touch the screwdriver in the wrong spot you lose power to your whole house right i mean that's that's stuff correct. happens pretty quick yeah so more and more people are starting to call us for electrical which is exciting so we do need electricians so anybody out there that's really interested in getting into the home services side of electrical come see us we'll actually um, do a lot of training mm -hmm. um, we do a lot of uh, great things here at penguin air to Make this your last stop. We don't want you guys leaving. So we want to grow that electrical department, Barry's help. And so if anybody's interested, come in, come on down, talk to Barry, talk to Jay. Yeah, we definitely uh, need more guys. I mean, that's why Barry hasn't been on in so long because, I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> so we're so our, our department right now, I mean, they're getting killed because they're just so busy. I mean, unfortunately, we have some customers we're not able to get to as soon yeah. as we'd like to. Okay. Let's um, maybe post something up there, Jonathan, see where they can come down and apply and Let's get with Tracy on that. Yeah. So. All right. So um, let's talk a little bit about uh, these uh, upgrades that we can do on the home. So, Barry, you know, I know we're probably getting a lot of phone calls on service stuff. Yes. But um, what are some things that customers can do 
I'm sure you get the questions when you're out there, right? You go out on a service call and then people are probably like, well, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do this. I know my wife, you know, she, when we moved to a new home, she's like, I want all new can lighting. I want dimmer switches. I want this, that, and the other. So let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. Um, so what are the, some of the main things that you're seeing that people are really wanting to upgrade in the home? Electrical wise. Electrically wise, a lot of people are wanting to upgrade, like getting rid of their old fluorescent lights and doing LED can lights. I've seen a lot of that out in the field. Um, the other thing is, is making sure the home is safe. So going through, you know, the other thing I've seen a lot is um, something that's just recently happened is these USB outlets. They're very convenient. You can put them in your bedrooms, especially in the kitchen, because that's usually where your kids are doing their schoolwork. And they need to plug in their computer or their cell phones to charge them because, you know, everybody's on their cell phones these days. So those USB outlets really come in handy. Yeah, and those USB outlets, I actually had you guys put in some as well in my home. Um, they're not just USB. They can have the plug with the USB right in the middle of it, right? Yeah, they're so right in the middle. So you have four connections in there. Correct. You have two USB out, you know, ports, and then you'll have your two regular outlets. Yeah, and those are nice to have next to the bed where you... Uh, you know, next year nightstands, things Correct. like that. Yeah, I mean, I we did we did the same. We put them in the kitchen. We put one in the kitchen because that's where my wife usually is. She plugs in her phone. She listens to podcasts and stuff. Hopefully, ours while she's uh, doing dishes and cleaning. So she plugs in her phone there, and then of course we put one on each side of our bed by the nightstands, so we can still plug stuff in as well as plug in the phones. And you know, we love them. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, she ain't gonna listen to your broadcast. She's like, I can't. I, I can only say <laughs> this that's what I was just going to yeah. say. Oh, gosh. A lot. Those things disappear. The kids take them to school. They yes. leave them somewhere at a friend's house, you know, along with the cords. I mean, I don't know how many cords I've bought over the years, but um, it's nice just to be able to plug right in like you're at the hotel. Yeah. No, that's have. it. My kids, they steal the blocks because most of their stuff comes with the cord, but not the block. Correct. Mm -hmm. So the toys and all that stuff comes with the charging cord, but not the block. So I come home to plug in my stuff and it's gone. the block's gone. The cord's sitting there on I the know. floor and the block's gone. And I'm like, all right. So frustrating. I gotta go start looking in bedrooms to find my block. But so yeah, I, that's, I start, that's alleviated all that. I started plugging the cord, I mean gluing the plug around the outside in the into the cube. So that it would always with the So they couldn't cord. pull the yeah. pull the <laughs> That's one way of doing it. Yeah, that's funny. I'm like super glued this thing together. So mm. can we get Will's phone like hardwired? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know all the time. It needs it because my battery's mm. always dying. But um, so yeah, that's one thing. Let's talk about um, dimmer switches. I mean, dimmer switches in my home with these can lighting, man, it's so cool. Um, the whole downstairs is on dimmer switches. You know, which is a neat idea, especially if you you know you know you're going to be in the kitchen for a long time, but you don't need it that bright, especially early in the morning. You know, when you first wake up, you don't want bright lights on. You know, you only want to see what you need to see to get your coffee in the morning. You can dim down that light and not have to worry about you know. Yeah, <clears throat> and Barry, with that, there are some there are some you know I guess really qualifications that need to be met yes, for that right i mean correct. you have to have a certain light bulb that is dimmable yes. um sometimes certain fixtures are aren't dimmable so don't just run down to home depot grab a dimmer switch and install it yourself because you yeah, could there, cause some damage there, there are some things that go into putting in a dimmer switch that a lot of people don't you know pay attention to especially even electricians sometimes don't pay attention to out in the field um a dimmer switch will naturally get warm if it ever gets hot that's a bad sign that means that usually on a dimmer there's a wattage limit on it usually you can get a dimmer that's a 300 watt dimmer or a 600 watt dimmer 
what that basically is is the calculation of how many light bulbs you have maybe in your kitchen. Let's say you have six can lights and you're running 60-watt light bulbs in each one of those cans. You actually have to take account of how many can lights you have and what's the wattage of it to basically make sure that that dimmer is capable of ha handling that much wattage. Yeah, and there's all sorts of – you talk about the light bulbs because I remember uh, you can put in bright daylight bulbs. You can put in um, like um, – what are the bulbs that... Oh, so the, especially with can lights, now the can lights that we have now, um, they're so advanced, which is so amazing because back then you'd have to go through and have to change out every light bulb to find out what type of color, you know, brightness you wanted or color temperature. Most of these can lights now that are new LED, they're dimmable and they actually have a select switch on the very top of it that make it very convenient. Let's say, you know, you're like, hey, you know, I really like this daylight, but... I just wanted a little bit more sunlight looking in here, you know, instead of, you know, it being such a white light, it's very simple to just change the mode of it to, you know, turn it to that yellowish light and still be able to dim. And that's actually in the can. Yes. That's, yeah, that's right. I remember now. Is that, is that something that you can like swap day to day? Or no, you no I mean, you, I mean, you, you can if you want to, yeah. but it wouldn't be convenient because you'd still need to get up on a ladder you'd still have to pull down the trim a little bit to change it but it's something that you know let's say we installed those can lights you know a year from now you're like you know i really don't care for that color i'd like something a little bit more yellower instead you have to replace that whole entire can light or that trim you can just change the mode on it yeah yeah we got my wife picked up a lamp had no idea and you pull the cord and with the cord pulls it either dims or it'll change the color temperature of the light a little bit. And we're like, oh, yes. I didn't even know it would do that. And it would. It would go to more like your bright white and then more to your yellowish. And then, like say, it would have a dim setting. And it was with every pull of the cord, just once you got for the living room for by the couches. Pretty neat. Yeah, it is neat. I, I do have those. I remember I remember the, when you guys were out, they're like, what do you want it set at? And I was like, what are you talking about? And there's like, Heather's like, I want them bright down here. I want them in this area. I want them a little light, uh, softer. So like the bathroom and stuff like that, but it's um it, it's cool stuff that they have with those can lights now, and we're starting to see more and more people switching out all those can lights. Um, they're you know they're not you know it's cleaner look on the ceiling. Yeah, right? it's it's flush. It looks a lot more modern than you know that old school fluorescent or yeah. you know something that you kick on a switch and you have to wait a moment. Especially in the older kitchens, you'll have to wait a minute to get the light oh. to come on. Yeah, I remember. You know, this up is in a, into taste at least, so it's quick. Yeah, you get a, a few little flickers, and then all of a sudden the light actually yeah, kicks on. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So dimmer switches, USB out outlets. Um, there's a lot of things that are people doing in garages. We have uh, the man cave craze right oh, now. Yes. We have we have all sorts of things that are happening in garages, and then they start adding all these TVs. They start adding all these power sources and they see switch, they have issues, right? Yeah. So something in Arizona, it's kind of funny is they'll only stick a couple outlets in the garage. And it's funny that outlet controls all your exterior outlets as well. And it's on a GFI system. So literally here in Arizona, they don't give you much in that garage. So a lot of, you know, us that like our man caves and want to do things in there, put an extra refrigerator for our beers and things like that. A lot of times they're tripping it because mm -hmm. it's, you know, maybe they have a small cooler on the outside. They have some Christmas lights plugged in or whatever the case may be. It's tripping it continuously, you know, and then they'll give us a call and say, hey, what's going on? Is it the outlet? 
Now we're just, you're utilizing a lot of it because here they don't really give us much of options when you're building the house or when you're building the house, they're like, yeah, it's going to cost two grand to just install it and it's an open yeah. wall. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I know. And I mean, you brought up two things I'd love to touch on. One is you brought up the outlets in the garage, right? And how yes. manually. Like, I have a buddy that I went over to his house and he's like, hey man, every time I try and use my workbench, it trips the breaker, oh. right? Well, he had one of those long workbenches installed on the wall and what it had is it, the workbench plugged into the one outlet on the wall and then had like 10 outlets across yeah. the whole bench. <laughs> like <a> bar, <laughs> but like, you, even though you got 10 outlets on the workbench, it's still running off of one, one outlet. Like you're yeah. overloading that one outlet like crazy when you plug in your radio and this and you have a light on this side and then this and everything is on. Yeah, the whole workbench was lit and it's all running off of one outlet. You know, and he's running into issues, and I'm like, well, that's why. Um, you know, so there's a lot of stuff like that that we can help out on. We can run dedicated circuits yes. to that stuff so that you can power that whole one workbench off of something like that without overloading a circuit. Um, other thing I wanted to touch on was you brought up Christmas lights. Yes. I know that's always been a pet peeve of mine is going doing all the Christmas lights. You start plugging them into one outlet, usually outside, like you said. Starts overloading the outlet. You're trying to break them up, run extension cords, one into the garage, one into the back door to try and get lights all over the place. When it's actually so easy and it was so simple to have outlets installed right under the eave of the house. Oh, Correct. Amazing. And then run them off a switch. So then all you so have to amazing. do is flip on a switch and it kicks yeah, on. It was amazing. We put one right outside the garage door into the garage. So it's like literally just flip it on. Then we ended up, of course, putting it on a timer. But flipping it on and they're all right there. And it was amazing when I was talking to you guys in the electrical side of how easy that outlet is to run because it was all in the attic, right? Correct. I mean, you just literally poked it out right in the eve of the attic. No big deal. It was actually cheaper than running one in the house. You have to go down the wall, through the wall, that stuff. Correct. Man, that was a lifesaver. You could even put that on one of those little, um, what are they called, the light sensing things? Uh, timer yeah. switch. The timer yeah, so the convenience of that is phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it is it is convenient. Well, it saves you a bunch of hassle, too. Also, think about it, you know, especially Arizona weather is, you know, unpredictable. Let's say you have an extension cord running all the way out and, you know, in your lawn where you have grass and the water kicks on. What is it going to do? Yeah. It's going to trip it. So if it's all on a switch, it's easy to be able to turn off and not run into that complication of, hey, I just lost power with what's going on. Yeah. It's funny. I can't live without that now. It's it's ridiculous. But I my house, my first house that we bought, it had it. I don't know. The builder put it in. It's so crazy. And I was like, and then we moved into this second home and they weren't there. I'm like, Heather, we need to get the electricians out and put these, put these up underneath here. the eaves. I put like two of them on the, underneath the eaves up, up on this. Um, the second story. Stu second story as well because... Yeah, I don't, and I like the clean look. I don't want all these yeah, extension cords, cords and, everywhere. And my big worry was, of course, I got three kids, smaller kids, right? All under 10, three mm -hmm. kids. And so my worry is running all these cords all around in the place where they're playing, in the front yard, that kind of stuff. You know, not only all the tripping hazards, but electrical yeah. hazards as well. You know, one is sitting, sprinklers come on, one sprinkler breaks, it's sitting in a pool of water or something. Yes. You know, kid steps into that you know, he can get electrocuted. So yeah, a lot only, of worries. And those lights are only up for a month, but mm -hmm. I, I don't care. It's it's so convenient. It looks yeah. cleaner. You know? It's one of those things like whatever house going forward, kind of like you said, we own, that'll be done. I like know. it's just it, the, when it was done, I'm like, So we can holy do cow. that. We can yeah. do that for a lot of, I don't know if we get calls for that, but man, if you're looking to really create convenience mm -hmm. for Christmas lights, that's the way to go. Especially you're not going to have to worry about it tripping because it's on its own dedicated system. Yep. 
That's right. Yep. Well, back to the garage too, because I have a freezer in the garage. You know, we love our meat, and uh, I, I. That goes back to shooting, and John, <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, but <laughs> it came off really bad. I did not want to have that meat, that refrigerator, ever go, you know, go out, go out because of uh, a trip, you know. So I do have a separate um, outlet for that as well, mm-hmm. for that fridge, um, and it. It has tripped before that GFI during the summertime, and it, it freaked me out you're a little bit. You're not supposed to have, and bear me, we touch on that for people while we're on that subject, is I, I believe I've, I've heard in the past you're not supposed to have refrigerators or freezers plugged into GFIs for some reason. Yes. Correct. So a GFI can detect waves and electricity. So a lot of times if you have a condensing unit and it kicks up real high RPM, um, especially during the summertime, because, you know, that's what happens. It has to work 10 times harder than, you know, in the wintertime. Um, it will trip a GFI. Yeah, so I've noticed that too. So I don't have it on. They make a separate, like, usually what it is, it's just one plug for that fridge. That's Correct. What they put it's, in. it's basically a dedicated circuit, and it's a single device outlet. Mm-hmm. And that basically lets them know, because, you know, per Arizona codes, it should be GFI'd in the garage. Well, the only way to specify that you cannot have a GFI on a system is put a dedicated outlet that's a single device. That way they can see that that's only one device plugged in and you can't have multiple and water can't just shoot up on it. So for you homeowners out there, if you have a freezer out in the garage, do not just plug it in a double outlet. You want a single designated outlet for mm-hmm. that f- I, that I freezer. I've people over the course of time that lost a freezer full of meat mm-hmm. for just that reason. It was on the oh, GFI yeah. that tripped doing mm-hmm. his job. On vacation, yeah. out there. Yeah. And you'll have some customers like, oh, it's been working for 20 years. You know, what happened? It's, it just takes that one time for it, that GFI to maybe get weaker or, you know, that maybe that freezer is getting to an age where it's working a little bit harder than what it had to when it was newer. Mm-hmm. It just causes that one little mm-hmm. specific yeah. thing to or, cause it. Or it's the people who are putting up their Christmas yes. lights and plug them into the outdoor GFI yep. that their fridge is also running on. And it just took that much. You trip to, it. And now, yet again, you don't know. Maybe it comes on middle of the night and it trips when the lights come on on your timer and you don't know, and now your freezer's down in the garage. And most people won't pay attention because no. the next day when they wake up, well, they're used to the lights being off because they're on a timer. So they can go through a whole day or, you know, a couple days before they realize, well, the lights aren't coming on. And my freezer, I just lost all the meat that I had in that Yeah, thing. you could have hundreds of dollars of uh, food in there. Yep. Yes. And for couple hundred dollars you can get a designated outlet there and save mm-hmm. all that so those are some things that we really recommend doing if you're going to put a freezer in the garage yep um what kind of upgrade can you do to make sure your kids close the freezer after getting <laughs> i i found that one it's called a padlock yes um a padlock i am i am those? absolutely not kidding for fridge yeah yes mm-hmm. i put now, I just did an Ace Hardware trip and yeah, mounted a padlock it, to the yeah, fridge. Yeah, I was about to say. I lost. Where Will was getting at earlier was with meat, right? Um, was We're hunters. Mm-hmm. I'm a hunter. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, I get an elk tag every, what, five years, seven. I think it took me almost seven years to get my first elk tag. You want to save that <clears> meat. Filled the freezer full of meat. We had done a fishing trip. Mm-hmm. I had a bunch of salmon in the, oh, no. which fresh salmon. One of the kids left the freezer open in the garage. Very next hunting trip, I mean, it took a couple of years to get another tag. Next year when I filled that freezer, there was a padlock on that thing. I was oh, like, yeah. you guys have to ask now to get into the freezer. Because it was like, yeah, I mean, you can't replace that meat. You can't go out and buy 
really good lean elk meat. You can't can't no. do it. No, or nice king salmon. Yeah. No. Or halibut that we go out and yep. get. I mean, those are those trips don't cost, you know, two bucks. They're yeah, it ends yeah, up being expensive meat. <laughs> that, that's expensive, yeah. very expensive meat. So, um, yeah, very important that you, homeowners do that if they want to put a freezer in the garage. So, um, you know, we got ceiling fans we can talk about. Um, I know every, that's very important here. In yeah, Phoenix. especially in Arizona, just because it's so hot. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, I'll just turn on the ceiling fan when I'm in that room. Well, it's very good to just leave it, even if you don't really want that much of a breeze, leave a fan on low. There's actually two good reasons for it. For one, it's going to save the life of that fan because it's kind of like if you don't use something, you're going to lose it. So a lot of people that are like, oh, I don't use this fan. It's, you know, I haven't used it for five years and I just kicked it on and now it's squealing. It's always good to leave a fan on low. Um, if you ever look on a fan, there's, you know, a little switch up there that's meant for winter and summertime where the blades will go um, clockwise in the summertime and counterclockwise mm-hmm. in the wintertime. Um, the second thing is it's going to save you on your AC. A lot of times if you have a fan in a room, you'll notice a difference if you leave it off and your air conditioning's running. It's going to take longer to cool off that room and keep it cool than it is if you were to leave that fan on. It's going to take way less time to cool down that room and keep that room at a certain temperature. Yeah, they're help, helping circulate the air throughout the Correct. house. Um, and something I'd love to bring up too, Barry, is because I did this myself early on. I made a mistake. We moved into a house. I put a ceiling fan up. There was an outlet cover. There was nothing on it, right? In one of the living rooms, I just put a ceiling fan up. I didn't know at the time there has to be a dedicated ceiling fan box that's supported and braced to the studs. The one that was out there was just a light outlet box. So I ended up running into problems and started actually cracking some of the drywall in the ceiling because that box was pulling down a little bit. Correct. And um, and so I didn't know. And then I found out you need a dedicated ceiling fan box that's mounted to the studs to support that heavy fan, especially when it's spinning. Correct. Yeah. Because a lot of times if you like take out a light in like a laundry room or somewhere small, it's just a plastic box that's basically nailed into the side of a stud. It's only meant for 10 to 15 pounds max. We start putting a ceiling fan that's, you know, at least 25 to maybe 35 pounds, depending on the type of fan. It's starting to pull down on that little plastic box. So you actually actually need two things, either putting a fan brace. It's basically a pancake box that will go right in the middle underneath where the stud is, where you have screws that go directly into the stud. Or they make a fan brace, depending on, you know, what location in a house you're at, where it actually screws into both sides of the wood so that it's firmly mounted and it's a metal and not plastic. Yeah, that's when I ended up going with the second one on that. I have a question because this is something when I ever, whenever I go to purchase fans, what size blades? Is it depending on the room size? Yeah. It's always something I, I don't know what to do. It always goes by the size of the room. So you'll basically kind of get a good idea is, is a room like a 10 by 10, you know, it should be like a 40 to 42 inch. Anything that's a bigger than that, like let's say a big living room or a great room, you want at least like a 60 to 65 inch. That way you're getting that radius of spin of air and it can create enough wind flow in the whole entire room to circulate the air. Okay, so is there like a formula for that then? So do you just go off the size of the room? I just go off the size of the room. There's yeah. really no major calculations you know you'll go off your ceiling height obviously make sure you're because certain fans even though 
the bigger the blades, the more the fan needs to come down. So you'll notice on some fans that are small, they just go directly to the ceiling. Then you'll notice fans with bigger blades, they have a little down rod. That's going right. off the weight of the fan so it can rotate and have that motion. So a lot of times if you have a really big room, you know, and your ceilings are low, you got to be cautious of, you know, is it better to put two fans than one because of the direction and height that you have? You can only do so much. Okay, good to know. Good to know it's like sizing a uh, room for ductwork, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. And another interesting thing I found out was when we put up a fan, our living room that we were in had kind of a vaulted ceiling, but it was yes. pitched. Mm. So we went, I wanted a big fan. So we went with a pretty big fan. Well, of course, when I go to hang up the fan, oh. well, it's pitched. <laughs> One <laughs> side of the it. fan, I mean, it was close. Like, it was way too close. You you had, it already rod. had a down rod on it, but I had to get another, go out and purchase one. a longer down rod for it to get it actually to clear that ceiling a little bit better. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. One thing, before we uh, uh, close up today, I want to talk about, you know, where there's this solar craze, right? Um, yes. Everyone thinks that solar is the way to go on the home. I've even thought about it. Um, but it can be expensive. Sometimes you can lease it. But it can be a $30,000 plus Correct. job. So what are some things that homeowners can do to still save money without putting solar on the home? Oh, there's so much. So if you were to change out all your bulbs inside your home, bring everything to an LED that's more efficient, um, especially if you have kids and you know they're going to leave lights on, especially in the bathroom, that's notorious for it. Mm -hmm. um, hallways. Installing timer switches or motion sensors so that, you know, when someone's not in that area for over three to five minutes, it shuts off. That way you're not having a continuous light on, especially at night. You know, the kids need to go to the bathroom. Um, installing maybe like a nightlight in the hallway so you know that there's some type of lighting and you're not having to leave the whole entire light on for your kids to be able to see the bathroom. Um, the second thing is is making sure the home is safe. So going through making sure it's running efficient, um, making sure the panel's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Those are major ways of making sure the home can run efficiently and stay safe. The other thing is putting, and a lot of people don't think about it, but if you put an actual smart thermostat on your home, you can control the time zones of your on and off peaks so that you're not running your AC on maybe on peak time and you can have it set up that way so that you're saving a lot more electricity yeah some good points there because just to get that payback on solar i mean that could take years and years and yes. years and years and years and then you might even sell the home so it's like mm -hmm. yeah and you just wasted that there's a difficulty with the leasing setups that they're doing now too is if you only plan on being in the home for five years and reselling mm -hmm. it well if your lease is 10, 20 years, you have, you to, have to have the person now has to take over the lease and get approved for taking over that lease on your solar. So it can complicate yeah, things as that. well if you're going to sell the home with those. Okay, so there's a lot of ways that people can save money. Oh, the LED is really, I'm starting to see a lot of those. I mean, my whole house is LED. I've seen a big difference. Yeah, it's like taking an example. And the heat if too, you it have... doesn't put off the heat. No. Mm -hmm. So the air conditioner is not working as hard. Correct. You know? And, of course, they can put a new air conditioner in the house, Jay. That we can always help them with that side of it as well. That's a big savings. I mean, mm -hmm. you put a high-efficiency unit on your home, you know, it's going to be a lot less than, than solar. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, yeah. And plus, what do they have? They have ones that the motor changes the speed. So yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have their inverter systems, what they're called. 
I mean that you know your your regular air conditioner that's on your home now has one speed. It's on or off, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean these things are getting up to where they start in the twenty speed range, right? So and then they go up from there, you know. So they just have a ton of different speeds. So they're working optimally to really cool that home, not use any extra energy. So they're they're you know really great and saving saving costs for oh, sure. Yeah, and cut your your electric bill in the summertime in half with yep. those oh, units. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize, you know, they'll look at back in the day those fluorescent curly cube, you know, bulbs. Mm-hmm. They thought that was saving money. Well, it really wasn't. The same thing with incandescents that get so hot. An incandescent bulb, a sixty watt incandescent is sixty watts, no matter what. But if you were to get a sixty watt LED bulb, you're only at zero point seven to zero point 10 amps per watt so it's nothing compared to you're you're getting the brightness of a 60 amp but you're nowhere near using 60 watts of electricity to run that good point good point is there anything else that we want to bring up for homeowners that they can uh, do to save money and uh, have convenience Nothing I can think of. I mean, that's covered most of it. I love the LED thing. We we put LEDs in our kitchen. We started doing sections, of course, because they're expensive to begin with. Yeah, they're not cheap. And so we would just do sections of the house, right? And so we started with like the candlelights in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And my wife immediately noticed the temperature. Oh, the heat. She's like, I can't believe how much cooler it feels in the kitchen now. Just because, you know, I mean, we had, I don't know what, eight, I think eight can lights, maybe 10 can lights in the kitchen kind of just stacked in there. And uh, man, she noticed a huge difference in just the heat overall. Well, heat go of the touch kitchen. that bulb, yeah. that one that puts off heat. It'll, It'll melt, burn you. melt your skin. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I you, mean, there's no that's, touching. That's it. how much yeah. heat those are putting off. And you go touch an LED, and it's like there's no heat. I yeah. was remembering having to wear leather gloves, and you could still oh. feel it going through your yeah. leather gloves. It's, it's like, gosh, it's really pushing out a lot of heat. Yep. And another thing too is a lot of people look at it. Oh, I can get really good deals on LED bulbs. They're at Walmart for five bucks for a ten pack or yeah, something. Costco too. Has you good you got to be careful yeah. with that though. A lot of times those are light bulbs that have probably been damaged or thrown around. Because mm-hmm. I've ran into some customers like, hey, you know, I keep replacing these bulbs. I thought you're not supposed to have to replace mm-hmm. them. And then I look at you know what they got, and there's always a cheap and a expensive way of doing things right. and i never say go the most expensive i never say go the cheapest find the middle range but if you're finding a light bulb for three bucks at a dollar store mm-hmm. you know that are saying it's led that's Probably a bad not, idea not it's best, not, yeah. yeah it's not the best yeah. idea to do yeah, yeah true I agree. and plus they're not going to be dimmable yeah. if you ever need it and one thing of course you guys brought up the heat of the bulbs and we talked about it a little bit and like touching your hands to them um one thing that we love is my kids they all have a lamp in their bedroom right so my boys, they share the same bedroom, so they have a lamp on each one of their nightstands. And one thing we didn't even pay attention to, one of them tried to, he was doing some little whatever, you know, just imagination playing in his room. Well, he put, like, mm. we have, like, these placemats that they can color on, right? So they can lay on the floor and color on them. He put it over the top of it. And then, you know, in no time, of course, just melted that thing mm. in on the bulb and, um and that was immediately went to LED bulbs, so we don't have to worry about that at all. Don't have to worry about it tipping over and burning one of them, or then putting oh, stuff sure on it, it like that. And, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you get your drapes next to it or something, yeah. and let that on there. It, it can do that for sure. Yeah. Andrea and I have talked about changing out the uh, the lights in our kitchen. Number one, they're really really hot. Great light, but they're really really hot. My biggest thing is when I take a picture of what came off the grill. It's horrible lighting for taking food pictures. So we really need better lights in there so my food pictures come out better. Oh, and Jonathan's yeah, there you go. That's, yeah. that's very important. I've, I'm sure we've talked about this hundreds of times probably 
over the over the years, but uh, not so much on the show. Jonathan's uh, chef skills are just unbelievable. I think we brought it up on the show a few times as well. But he's, uh, yeah, he's he's he's, he's That's good. His he, passion. He, he does our company cookouts and stuff. He oh, and, and everybody loves it. Everybody enjoys coming in for those. Yeah. So another reason to work at Penguin Air because of Jonathan's cooking. Yeah. So electricians, come you, on, you will get yeah. fed well, really well. Yep. So yeah, great show. Um, I hope you homeowners got a lot of uh, inf- information out of this show, and uh, if they're looking into these electrical upgrades. Lots of things that you can do, and I know uh, wives are a lot happier when, uh, and not just wives, but husbands too. Yep. And not just husbands and wives, but everybody. So it's <laughs> <laughs> th- th- this fun stuff. So um, next week on the show, we're going to bring on a. Every couple of episodes, we bring on one of our employees and we talk about their background and um, how they got in the trades. So we should do that with you someday. We, we did. did that a little bit at the beginning of the last show. Yeah. Um, but just kind of talk. That's the whole thing we do is that, what their hobbies are, what how they got into it, and um, just talk about them. It's fun. So uh, we're going to be doing that next week. Um, is it is it a is it a surprise or does this person know they're coming on? It's a surprise. Okay, good. Surprise. We'll keep it. We'll keep it a surprise. So, um, thanks for joining us, Jay Barry. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, thanks for having us. And you homeowners, um, go ahead and like, comment, subscribe. We're on all sorts of different podcasts. I think you can find us anywhere now. So uh, go ahead and uh, like, comment, and subscribe. We'd love to hear your comments. And have a great day.